I'm as baffled by this conflicting evidence as you are. His prints are all over the crime scene. The TV footage puts him 60 miles away. He can't have been in two places at once. You know me. I didn't kill that kid, Ralph. Do you see how strange this is? What would make someone do such a thing? He didn't do it. I have no tolerance for the unexplainable. Well then, sir, you'll have no tolerance for me. Answer me this. Do you think Terry Maitland killed that boy? If he didn't do it, someone else did. Someone else did. Someone else did. Hello, and welcome back to Castle Rock Critical. Woo. Uh, woohoo! Our full cast is back today. Uh, yay. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. I am Emma, your host, and I am joined by Lucy. Hello. And uh, we're welcoming back the lads down under, Len and Gaz. Mm. All right. I don't like being called the lads. I don't like being yeah. called down under. Yeah, oh, true. And we'll talk more about down under later, Gareth. <laughs> oh, won't we just? Uh, but even if you are offended, uh, we're going to carry on. So we're here today to talk to you about the latest instalment of The Outsider, Episode 8, Foxhead. As usual, we'll be talking about our overall thoughts and our blueberry scores. We'll follow that with a deep dive into the plot. And then before we mooch over to King Corner to talk about book differences and finally end up with some fantastic listener feedback. Uh, so let's let's dive straight in. Uh, let's talk about opinions on the episode. Len, please tell us what you thought of episode eight and uh, give a quick explanation of the blueberry system and your rating for this episode. Mm, yes, thanks, Emma. The uh, blueberry system is thus, um, for any new listeners, most people are probably sick of us uh, describing it by now. Correct. Zero to five, um, there can be no halves, so it's a very harsh but fair scale. Uh, five is obviously excellent, zero being terrible. Um, the show, in my opinion, hasn't had a five blueberry episode just yet, um, and I've been away for the last few podcasts, and the show definitely has meandered. Mm. Um uh, episodes like five and six, I think you're really seeing why this needed to be a shorter season, like a six episode sort of yep. season, I think, then it would have really had a bit more punch in some of those episodes. In saying that, I still like some of the performances. I still think it's a very high quality show. It just feels a little drawn out. Episode seven was an improvement. Uh, and episode eight is, in my opinion, continuing um, a sort of a resurgence towards, you know, as we as we build to the climax of, of this season. Um, I'm going to give it a four. Uh, I particularly enjoyed the change of location. I enjoyed uh, the whole team sort of working together now. Um, I'm really liking that, um, you know, that we've got this. It's actually quite a big team, really, when you think about it. It's like six people involved. Um, yeah. And they're all just like sitting around babysitting Claude. I was like, this is weird. But it's kind of weird in a good way that I enjoyed. It's even more than fan critical. It's even more than fan critical nah. membership. Well, actually, Gareth, that's not necessarily true. More on that later. But um, it, I really enjoyed it. I like uh, Cynthia Revo still doing great work here. Uh, and, and I know you guys haven't had a a lot of love for Ben Mendelsohn's Ralph character in the last few episodes. And I completely agree with that because he's obviously like literally the reason the show is stalling. He's literally the epitome of, of the show drawing this out as long as possible. 
Um, but I thought he was better this episode. He's, he's coming round to it. And then finally, at the end of the episode, we get the sort of reveal that he, after he sees the physical evidence like on camera, you sort of see that moment where it's like, okay, Ralph's all in here. He's in. Maybe and, he and that's good. was the outsider all along. Ooh, or not, Gareth. Or, you know, Stephen King does do weird twists. Who knows? You know, hmm. um, Emma knows. We don't. We will soon. But uh, yeah, good episode. Uh, really looking forward to the last two, to be honest with you. And um, anyone who's interested, by the way, just quickly, uh, is, is a lot of buzz going around uh, that they're going to make this a se- They're going to make a season two of this, um, which I I don't know how they're going to do that. But there's a lot of uh, it's doing very well on HBO. It's doing very very well. Um, so just two cents there thank you very much Len uh, Four Blues very good uh, Lucy what did you think of this episode okay um, this is definitely my favourite episode of the series so far ooh um, and I did think about this the the rating I was going to give for quite a while longer than I normally give it um, this is going to be my last appearance on this podcast Boo. I know shame because I've, I've been a bit of a stalwart um, so I thought you know what this had peril. This had genuine scares. Yep. This had genuine emotion. This had a plan. Mm-hmm. And a they've got a plan now for what to do. Um, had more Paddy Considine. So good. Gotta love that. Um, had Max Beasley randomly. Love from that. Hotel Babylon. <laughs> uh, absolute noughties, um actor from the UK. So I thought, you know what? I love this episode. I thought it was, the yeah, the best yet. How can I still give it a four? So I'm going in... With the my series, well, my first five of the series. Woo! Exciting yeah. stuff. I know. That's mental. <laughs> five. It's, it's not mental at all. No, that's fair. I mean, I can see how <laughs> you've you, gone. You've quickly. I can see how you can give this episode you. one. To be fair, but episode one more so for me. Correct. Definitely Gareth. Yeah, I mean, episode one was a five. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but fair but, enough. Very, very fair enough, and mm. well done well, to the outsider. I'm glad you've well, arrived. Gaz, mm. Do you want to let us know what you thought of this episode uh, and what your blueprints yeah, would slagging be? Slagging us off. What yeah. do you think? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, yeah, I will. But I mean. I just there there it was a good episode and I think I mean here's what I think you are totally entitled to your own opinion and that's fine I feel like maybe the disappointment of the last three or four episodes has has got you overexcited that there's one that wasn't quite as disappointing um look maybe I'm wrong but that's that's what it feels like to me because this wasn't this wasn't I know I know five blueberry isn't a doesn't necessarily represent perfect um but this was far from perfect there's some really weird bits that just don't make sense and like i was just like what why has that happened i'll give you I'll, I'll the give best you... episode so far though in, in my opinion yeah same yeah other than maybe fine. the first one um yeah but the first one you gave a four yeah things change yeah people change yeah we all change, change. Move people on. change uh, I mean, like, okay, as you're in the five five blueberry camp, can you tell me what this interaction was about? All right, girl in the um in the caravan speaking to the the girl that works she at was the rude. at the camp. Yeah. Right. I like your uh, earrings. 
She's just a normal teenager. Met by silence. Met by absolute silence. What is that? Why is that? That girl was really rude, actually. I was going to bring that up. I just think it showed that the girl. I actually liked it because these are like quiet characters that are not going to be in it. Did you ask the questions? You want to actually hear the answer? Or (laughs) (laughs) we'll just keep doing hearing silly silly noises (laughs) over here? I think they gave like a little bit of a backstory to the family, which I enjoyed because it meant that you cared about what happened to them so she's trying she's on a lame holiday with i assume her grandparents and her little brother i think they're she's meant trying to be, to be her a parents. bit older really yeah, yeah. They, they looked really old Jesus. yeah i agree surely that's and a blueberry she's just trying to be a bit older so she's trying to get in with the older girl with the they're earrings, definitely older. very rude and then yeah. she you know she wants to hang around with boys yeah yeah teenage boys okay, just give me a little bit of backstory i didn't i thought it was rude of the girl to ignore her but i didn't think it was weird Mm, okay. okay. Mm. Second unnecessary line in this moment, like in this in this scene, is like after coming here for fifteen years, I can honestly say I've had enough. I'm bored of it now. Why is why is the little kid acting like it's the first time he's ever been, and <laughs> he can't believe that there's this Maybe cave? Maybe they found there. new caves. Well, and also, in fairness, as Spelunking. as his grandfather father says later, <laughs> you know he is a bit of a nerd, um, but he loves it. So let him have his love. Let him let him love his caves. Just as long as he doesn't go wandering off with weird men. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, Only when he had the mask on. Um, It's all, all of that, all of it's a little bit contrived, I think, to get to the fairground scene. And I think there's a lot of conveniences and contrivances throughout the episode. Um, But the fairground scene is good. It is very chilling. Um, and there are some great individual scenes throughout. I just don't think it kind of... I think when you look at it, it doesn't really hold together perfectly. Um, which is why I can only give this a four blueberry mm. score. That's a good score. I gave it a four as well. Yeah, still, that's Correct still really score. good though. So, um, I it love this episode. It feels good to be positive. It does, doesn't it? I absolutely love this episode. We got action, we got plot movement, we got proof. And finally, we got Ralph onto the uh, El Cucho coach. Yeah, El Cucho. El Cucho. El Cucho, there we go, new name. Holly was magnificent. I loved Eunice and Andy. Ralph was less irritating. The music was spot on. Uh, and I really, like you, I spent a lot of time thinking about my score for this episode. I ummed and I ard about it. Um, but this is absolutely the best episode we've had since the beginning of the season. Yeah. And after much... Definitely since the first episode. Because yeah. I think, and I think it was scary. Yeah, and it was jumpy. And that is where it hasn't been scary, really. Might have been no. a bit creepy, unnerving. But there were certain moments, certain sound effects... This was done really well, really, really well. Uh, And I am very, very pleased to be able to give this episode my first five blueberries of the season two. I'm very excited. Well, it'll be interesting to see uh, how we, how we agree and disagree throughout the uh, the deep dive into the plot so thank you two fours two fives that is a pretty bloody good uh, set of ratings and just before we uh, dive into the plot i think it might be time for a gladvert break well uh you know i'm gonna do uh, the advert for a change today today guys Ugh. yeah this is gonna be shit well gareth that's a bit below the belt mate uh <laughs> Speaking of below the belt, uh, I would love to tell the listeners uh, about a sponsor. We actually have a sponsor this week, an actual sponsor. Um, Hitting the big time. Hitting the big time. Well, you know, we're not in the big time yet. We're just slowly getting up the big time. Um, time, And the sponsor this week is Manscaped. 
um and yeah. you know it's actually a very up-and-coming brand gareth yeah. uh now for any guys out there um or anyone looking to get a guy a really great gift this is a fantastic product uh emma and lucy over there in uh in lovely london um just a question do you like a nicely groomed man in those special areas? Do you mean down down below? Then? Down below, yeah, that's right. That's Emma. a very that personal right. question, but seeing as mm. it is for Manscaped, our sponsor, I'm sure I can answer. Uh, it very yeah. much depends. Not too groomed, <laughs> but groomed enough, I think. Yeah, but but there yeah, is some grooming you there. You want it to be under control. Yeah, under control, and, and that is not a very like the wild man good of the woods. term, yeah. Lucy. Very very good. Uh, and Gareth, as you know, a lot when it comes to like you know grooming down there, yeah, using regular beard trimmer. Is dangerous, mate. Well, no, don't, <laughs> don't use your regular beard trimmer. Do not sharp, use it? your regular beard trimmer. But look, that does mean that it's 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 hard. Sorry, it's not. That's not what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's really tricky. It's hard, no? uh, can help. <laughs> can. It's, it's a tricky job. It is a tricky job. Yeah. Um, and a be delicate with area. Scissors. Yeah, be exactly. Very yeah. With scissors. scissors. Um, thing is those beard trimmers just aren't designed for those sort of sensitive areas uh sometimes you can get a bit of a scare well i have to say uh the manscaped pack or kit that you can order on manscaped.com is actually brilliant uh i have to say i've been using this product it is an absolute game changer um it's got like a ceramic blade uh, which makes it incredibly smooth there's no chance of any dangerous incidents happening um it's got a little light on it that illuminates when you're trimming down there you could use it as Ooh. a reader as well like a night reader 100 it's also got a Double 90 use. minute battery life 90 minute battery life so if wow. you need a massive trim perfect in um, a way 90 minutes he's <laughs> taking that long <laughs> right honestly len came over uh len came over last night to play football he was so excited about it about this product like he was like this thing <laughs> off camera i'm not gonna lie it's fucking good it is good. A, a little peek behind the veil good. but he I, i'm i'm 100 go. gonna get one yeah gaz is gonna get one got any um, special offers for me mate i have mate and i'm gonna say those in two seconds i just wanted to talk about his lovely design work it comes in an amazing box comes with loads of little lotions and moisturizers that you use before and after using the product uh it's actually genuinely brilliant so um i have got an offer for you gareth you can get 20 percent off yeah and free Ooh, shipping with the code FANCRITICAL, all one word in big letters. That is the code FANCRITICAL at manscaped.com. So that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and using the code FANCRITICAL, all one word, capital letters, to get yours as it manscaped.com, FANCRITICAL. So great products. Go check it out. I highly recommend it. Um, and it's a great gift as well. If you're thinking of a gift for a female partner, a great gift. Mm. Um, that's the advert for our first ever sponsor, which is very exciting. So Next exciting. up, uh, some stuff that we need to talk about for the Fan Critical Podcast Network. Number one, Westworld is returning in two weeks' time. Yay. We have a very good Westworld coverage with uh, John being the host. Uh, he will be back for this. Uh, we would love anyone listening to this who listens to Westworld to please go to the hosts of Westworld. That is our specific Westworld podcast channel. That's the hosts of Westworld. And please do subscribe to that channel uh, and get excited for all of our old coverage on there. Get excited for season three. Season three looks like it's actually going to be very good after uh, what was somewhat of a misstep of season two. So we're actually very excited for that. If you need a I can't reminder wait. as well. 
maybe go back and watch season two and have a listen to our wonderful pod. 100%. Yeah. Uh, listen to me ju- being yeah. utterly baffled for 10 episodes. Yeah. And, and, and Lucy. Any idea what's happening. Yeah. yeah, majorly me. I will say those Westworld podcasts are some of my favourite podcasts that we've ever done. They are genuinely hilarious um, and I'm very much looking forward to having fun with it again this year. That's back on March 15th. Host of Westworld, check it out. We have a new podcast or an associated podcast that has begun in the Fan Critical Podcast Network. I was going to call it a sister pod, but I tell you what, a brother pod is brother more pod is more likely applicable, isn't applicable it? Applicable because Gareth's brother, along with two other lovely podcasters, Jesse and Keelan, have begun a podcast called Story Mode, and that is a video game podcast, and that is part of the Fan Critical Podcast family. If you enjoy video games, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners do please do search for Story Mode, a video game podcast by Fan Critical. You'll see it on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, And if you could subscribe to that and give it a listen, we would very much love that. That'd be a great little favour to us. Um, And and just check it out. It's actually really good. They've only got one episode out one episode out so far mm. another one coming in a week or so so it'll be like a bi-weekly sort of podcast where they talk about all things video games um and other than that leave us some reviews because we love the reviews here at fan critical uh, and castle rock critical yep. if you want to leave us a review do it on itunes we love seeing those don't we gareth especially the five star five star or five a, blueberry you know the conversion rate is really similar yeah. at the moment so yeah that's good apple works in stars which is ludicrous in a way yeah. uh, we work in blueberries um and uh, i'm gonna throw it over to lucy now to talk about our patreon loose shoot yep so patreon still going strong um we haven't had any new patreons for a while what did we do what? wrong guys it's yeah, been guys, about a week it, was it we haven't had any in a week so i, I mean think it was the drawings i the did drawings post scared that. people Whilst pissed, I'll be honest. So the terrible Ooh. writing was entirely my fault. And we Who still need Gareth. Oh, you did, Gareth. You did. Well done, Gareth. Have Gus. you not listened to the podcast? Yeah. Yes, I did. I just wanted praise. you to remind people. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and we still need Gareth to write out all the states in America on a yeah, you map got, of you America. Easy. Geography He'll fuck boy. it up. Easy. Start and with the Dakotas because they always get forgotten. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Patreon, as Lucy said, going very well. Yeah, so if you are interested in joining as a Patreon, the benefits that you get range from being able to join our Discord server where you can chat to us about whatever you fancy at any given time, or you can commission a cast it where we recast Mm -hmm. classic films to horrifying effect, usually. Um, Or you can even go senior or elite where you can commission your own podcast. We've got two commission podcasts coming up in the next few weeks. One on uh, Inception. Inception, which I rewatched last night, loved it, yeah, and another film. one on her, which Lucy and I have never seen. Also, so we're also looking unbelievable much, film. Looking forward very much to recording two on that. Very good choices. So yes. thank you, mm. Michael and Chris. Two great choices. I'm buzzing to record those two podcasts. To be honest with you, uh, so they'll be out very soon. So that is patreon.com forward slash. Uh, fan critical uh, and that is pretty much the advertising advertising done for today uh, so let's jump into it but before i leave that's remember 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com using the code fan critical all one word capital letters let's jump into it emma okay time to get into the episode proper uh, so we open up with jack making a 911 call to say that a cop has been shot near his apartment uh, which appears to draw away the surveillance team which is weird so then he breaks inside grabs a load of guns gets back to his car 
don't understand that. Let's move on. Oh, yeah, I, thought, I quite liked it. What, I thought the, it was clever. The, the surveillance team would go to check that out. Well, I think it's, the idea is it's a small town. Yeah. Um, there's only limited a certain, resources. limited resources. There's been a shooting. You would get quite a few yeah, units true. out there. So yeah. I, I actually Priority. thought it was quite smart in his crazy, sort of crazed mindset. He's not an idiot. He's not an idiot. No, no. Uh, and neither, an alcoholic. Neither is our Claude Bolton. It sounds like you're talking about me. Uh, neither is our Claude Bolton. Uh, he has made his way all the way to Cecil, Tennessee, where he meets up with his brother, who is named Seal. It's just not even... Let's <laughs> not even Seal? go there. Uh, so they have a bit of a catch-up. They're not even up. trying with the names in this show, are they? No. I mean, they've put an E on it. Seal Bolton. What an awful... I mean, no offence to our American listeners, but it is America, and they will call people yeah. anything. It sounds like some kind of wood glue. Oh. It sounds like an... Sea animal. Oh, all that, yeah. Sounds like an R&B singer. Yeah. Who are you, seal? <laughs> Who are you, seal man? Uh, so have a bit of a catching up. And actually, one of the things I really liked about this scene was that Seal asks uh, why Claude left the ass crack. And he's like, no, man, it's the peach crease, uh, which yeah. did make me laugh. Um, but what Claude says is quite interesting. So he claims it's because if he stayed, he felt like something terrible would happen to him. Now, that's absolutely correct. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um Gaz, why do you think he thought that? Uh, well, because he's getting... So here's a, an inconsistency, I guess, is that he's getting all sick and dizzy and feels like somebody's trying to get inside his head because um, the outside is turning into him. That didn't happen with... Um, well, we don't know it didn't happen with Terry. We only we caught Terry at as soon the as the event has happened. Yeah, we don't know. But, um, I mean, you, you are know, right Terry- in terms of inconsistency, Gaz. Um but do you think that's do you think that's what was causing him to feel like that, or do you think it's? Just... I think that was the implication. Um, um, I, I thought it was that this is what that thing does. It's sort of like it needs the people to be somewhere else, right? So it has to scare them, drives them away somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Well, this is true. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, we'll come back to that because we talk, we talk Although, a lot more about that later. Can I ask a quick question? If that is the case, if he needs to drive him away somewhere else, mm. why has he driven him to Cecil and then followed him to Cecil? Because that doesn't make sense and there's no rules for El There's Cacho. no rules for El Cuco. El Cuco does just what he wants to do, mate. Yeah. El Cuco is his own man. Yeah, but you've just set up a rule. Almost after he's eaten. No, I haven't set it off. I'm just saying. Well, that's the original rule was thus. It was that um, he would... So El Cucho would uh, take on someone's form when they were away from their home city. Um, and then, like, kill the people in the home city so we could get away with it and move on somewhere else. So we really fucked it a little bit with Claude because I think he's got confused, basically. I feel like he's getting desperate. Yeah. He's making mistakes. He's getting desperate. He's got a stinking hangover. He can't see straight. He's halfway through transitioning. He's looking at himself in the mirror thinking, this is awful. Desperate, desperate times. Um, So speaking of desperate times, we head back to Cherokee City. Uh, the, uh, The entire investigative team discuss the possibility that they are probably going to have to find Claude before El Cucho can turn into him. Ralph's in the corner looking like, I don't believe any of this, I don't believe it. Uh, Eunice <clears throat> says he's been in touch with uh, Claude's parole officer and uh, they find out that he's asked for permission to go and see his brother in Cecil. So, fully armed with his current location, Holly states her plan to go and find him, isolate him, both from harm and from blame. 
so they can make sure they know where he is, and explains that basically everything they've gathered points to the fact that El Cucho is still in mid-transformation, so he's weak and potentially vulnerable. Yeah, and making mistakes. Yeah, and so we already know it had to run once uh, before it was at full strength after like te- the video of Terry surfaced, which is why he's taken Jack on, um, and actually he could, he could potentially flee again. Uh, and he might be in a position where he's much easier to stop. Now, I quite enjoyed this initial bit. So we eventually get Andy, Eunice and, shockingly, Ralph offering to travel with Holly to Cecil. Alec declines um, and they all head out to their cars. Uh, Andy goes with Eunice, Ralph goes with Holly. What did we think about this whole uh, kind of setup, Lucy? I love it when a plan comes together. It's nice, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. I love it when they all gang up tidy love Eunice so mm. just thumbs up for me yeah it's just good for them to go out and do something there's a plan and they put the plan yep. into action rather than just moping around and looking at yep. goo and wondering how yep. much airways like yes come on how much <laughs> is a radio <laughs> transition <laughs> wave how heavy is a hologram about them yeah that's <laughs> not yeah it wasn't air but I couldn't remember yeah it's good to get something tangible a plan um and to see them all together and yeah Ralph being Somewhat willing to mm. indulge in the plan. And he's gutted about the uh, car arrangements. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, like, oh, that's a yeah, burn. Um, he looked like you I mean, kicked a puppy. He's just so needy, though, isn't he? He's like, oh, well, he um, a bit. I love I'll, I'll, I'll ride with you. He's like, she's like, oh, fucking hell, I need a little break. I think <laughs> it's better Ralph. I'll ride with the really dickheads. Yeah. He's what? been holding the show up for the last couple of episodes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Poor Andy. He's still better than you. Serious conversations, yeah. No, but then, like, I. I like this. I like the team all assembling. I was disappointed in Alec because, you know, I thought he was well, he was all aboard the train. Um, I was going to ask you, why out- do you think he said no? Well, we know why. but And I thought his explanation, actually, I liked a little bit, again, a little bit more background into Alec with all these mm. spooky encounters he seems to have had in his yeah, life. He, he's not had a good run of luck, has he? No. Spin-off. 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 He's in season two. He's the main guy in Origin season two. Story. Alec Pelly, PI. Yeah. I'd watch that. 100%. Can Eunice be in it? Yeah, okay. go on then. Uh, so everybody everybody trots off um, to go to Tennessee. Fantastic. Uh, Jeannie's told Ralph that she's not really sure where he's going, but Ralph says it's fine, don't worry about it. Um, Jack hears his APB. Um, he also has a very uh, hungry passenger. So he stops mm. by a river and um, with his massive arsenal of guns, just shoots some poor bloke who's been fishing. Uh, steals his truck. This seems out of the ordinary. This the seems pattern. desperate. Yeah. Again, do, do it, you know what, it seems desperate. Yeah. Do you know what I thought about it? I was like, oh, Jesus, this is probably what was going to happen to bloody Holly if ah. she hadn't got away last oh, week. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm glad that. she didn't get eaten. Because um, <laughs> sure it glad. seems that they had this theory that that he only eats kids. Well, they're wrong because he doesn't. He eats, we know he eats animals. Yeah. But I also think it's desperation because yeah. he needs the strength. And so mm. he talks about like, you know, he gets back in back in the fisherman's truck and he's driving along and there's this um, like rear view mirror dangly thing with pictures of the family, which are fucking awful. And Jack's pretty shaken up, pulls yeah. over. And then the El Cucho reaches in from the back yeah. seat and it's like, give me this. 
uh, and then says, I need to eat again because my last meal was full of cancer. What he really wants is a meal full of tears and sorrow. I, I think he's just desperate because he's he's having to move too fast. Um, he's not ready. And he's not ready, But he, so he needs to sustain himself somehow. But you can't just go around eating kids, can you? Because he's got no one to blame it on because he's not transitioned. Mm. Yeah, by failing I've to prepare, wondered, you're preparing to fail. I've always just wondered, why, does, why doesn't he just, just eat the kid? Oh, he doesn't need to go for all this. I know he wants the grief and all that sort of stuff. But if he's in a bit of a rush, just go, oh, I'll just have the kid this time. Hold off on the grief. Hold off on the, you know, destroying a family. Would you like a side of grief with that? Uh, but he really no, not wants this the time. grief. I want a diet. Yeah. I think the grief is all, like the residual grief is all part of it. Otherwise, he would just be a monster that just killed kids and he wouldn't have to frame people and destroy families. So I guess that's true part of it. Did anyone else, with all these fucking driving scenes... Were you expecting oh them to hit something, something to jump yeah. out? Like, I was expecting yeah. that jackknife flurry. Haunting of Hill House, something. Just gonna, the, some of the camera angles, I thought we were going to get something coming from behind. I was watching it like, oh, it was it's, really unnerving. Um, Too many driving scenes. But I also think, and we'll talk about some of those in a bit more detail, because they're some of my favourite scenes, actually. Um, I think one of the things about this season uh, is the, and, and I think... Todd's talked about this a number of times, is the way it's shot is very creepy. Yes. Even if shit's not really happening. You're expecting it. Because you're expecting it because it's, it's very tense and it's mm. very kind of in and out and interesting kind of focuses. And, and that does make a difference massively. Um, but should we get on the road with our little gang? Yep. Gang, gang. Let's do it. On the road trip. Road trip. No, we don't need singing. All right, <laughs> come on. Uh, so Eunice and Andy... We've got our, our first little travelling couple here, travelling duo. Uh, Andy is asked by Eunice if he believes in El Cucho. Andy's reply is that he believes in Holly, which yes. I quite sweet. Man um, up. Yeah, well, Needy again. it's Andy. I believe in Holly. It's Needy whiny. again. Such a whiny little whiny. You box. leave He's Andy alone. Weakling. Every time I talk about Andy, I feel like I'm talking about Toy Story. Um, <laughs> I've so got then- a feeling Andy's going to die. Oh, God. Yeah, he's the sort. It's going to be a real heart. It's going to be a gut punch for Holly. But what's brilliant about this scene is that Eunice basically talks about how, oh, has she done that thing where she looks at you and she knows when you're dying, so then she can't look at you again. And Andy is absolutely shitting himself. And then Eunice just starts giggling away because he's taking the piss. And I thought it was fucking brilliant. I mean, like, I kind of of wish we'd had Eunice and Andy a bit earlier because they are quite, like, funny together. Justice for Eunice. Yeah, Eunice, more Eunice. Len, what do you think about... Eunice and Andy and Eunice's cruel, cruel trick. Uh, you know, Eunice showing that he is not just a devout uh, Catholic, but he has serious banter as well. <laughs> to don't usually go hand Catholic in hand. But they didn't. I'm joking, Drew. Uh, but in all seriousness, I like Eunice and Andy. Um, I like. Are you shipping them? I mean, that is a good, interesting yeah, question, Gareth. Yeah, Yundi. 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 Uh, that is good. You know, uh, people mean to Andy, but I quite like the fact he's in the show. Um, no, I like I him. Think, I think the show's better for having a character like him in it because some of the other characters are just far too fucking serious. Um, and I like his love for Holly. He seems very devoted to her. Like, you know, yeah. she's a unique Falls character. Falls in love after one day. Unbelievable. Uh, and he means that in the in the nicest way possible, uh, that she's like no one he's ever met before. And, you know, he's infatuated with her. So I like it and I like him. And I love Eunice. Uh, Eunice, you know, turning out to be the lead detective <laughs> yeah, on, well, on, on Eunice turning out to be a hero, quite yeah. frankly. Love Eunice. Open minded. Well, things get a bit more serious over in the other car with Ralph and Holly. 
so they've both learned that Jack's broken into his apartment, grabbed his weapons, he's on the move again. Uh, and Ralph starts to tell Holly about how Jack missed out on his lifelong dream of becoming a sniper because he's mad, basically. Mm. Um, yeah. And then... Probably for the best. <clears throat> I mean, probably, let's face it, he's not quite all there in the head, is he? Uh, even before El Cucho got his creepy hands on him. Creepy? Creepy? Who knows? Uh, but then Ralph starts talking about um, asking what El Cucho, if it's real, or if he's real, really wants. And Holly talks about the fact that it just wants to survive. Um, it, she also tells him that she appreciates he's sceptical um, and actually that she needs his scepticism um, because she needs someone to challenge her to keep her grounded on a case like this. Mm. Then they go on to talk about um, Ralph's son dying. So Ralph tells this anecdote about when he was a kid, his mum died. She'd been talking about the song that she loved called Washington Square by the Village Stompers, I believe. Um, he sees it in the record collection, goes down to space and to get it. By the time she gets it back, he's died. Very sad. And then the only other time he's ever heard this song is right after his son was born. He was driving to get some stuff from home for Jeannie in the hospital. And on the radio the song comes up mm. and I so I thought this conversation was what I've been waiting for so I've talked a lot about how in the book Ralph and Holly have a much closer relationship and this is what probably should have happened in like episode four episode five yeah. maybe um because Holly turns around and goes well I mean it just sounds like a coincidence um and they have a bit of a laugh and I think they start to connect I mean Gaz what do you think about the Ralph and Holly relationship and how that developed in this journey. Um, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. I think that's what what could have been done. The last three episodes is a bit of that relationship development. Um, I I knew she was going to call that a coincidence, and I think that there is a there's a, a, a difference between that and the unexplainable, which is the El Cucho stuff. Um, I think that was sort of a good way of illustrating. It was actually maybe a good way of um, of Ralph kind of, I know he, he was laughing about it afterwards, but mm. he sort of helps him to put the El Coutro stuff into perspective. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, yeah, there, there, is a, <clears throat> there is a difference between these things. Um, one's a coincidence and one is unexplainable by, by current sort of standards. So, um, yeah, it's pro- probably a very important conversation. Mm. Yeah, good point, guys. Actually, it very emotional and moving. I have to say. Mm. Yeah, it's nice to just hear them laughing. If you get what I mean, because it's so depressing. <laughs> the show's quite depressing constantly, and just to hear like Ralph and her like having a little chuckle, chuckle on a road it, trip. It's I was nice just, like, to see a more human side yeah. of both of them, rather than Ralph being consistently unable to admit that anything weird is going on and Holly being her amazingly unique self it's actually nice to just see them being human together yeah I thought that was really good and you know Cynthia Erivo and Ben Mendelsohn are great yeah it was a very powerful scene yeah agreed um well let's move back to Cecil in Tennessee shall we so Claude's hanging out with his brother uh who is named Seal Seal Claude is hanging out with Seal I mean right let's oh, move on oh, from that oh. Uh, but luckily, Seal is still attending anger management I just classes. Can't. 
Can we just call him Max Beasley? I don't think I yeah. can get through it if you call him. Let's call him Max Beasley. Let's call him Max. <laughs> so Claude's hanging out with Max Beasley. Uh, they're doing another job site advert. Brilliant. Um, but Claude decides he's just absolutely got to go to Burger King. Which, I mean, be honest, I, I've been there before. But Max Beasley only asked for some fries, and I think that's a poor order, quite frankly. That's a shocking order. I mean, it's just, I mean, just shit. What's beat the point? The bush. Burger King fries are the bomb. I know, but mate. Get a burger with it. Oh, you also, want a I love it. double whopper, like, actually, with cheese. Get a burger as soon and some as, chili as soon cheese as, bites. And a drink. As soon as Max Beasley is sort of slightly distracted for a moment, immediately Claude's just like, I'm after Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> Product placement. We're not sponsored by Burger King either, so I don't know why we're um, talking it so much. But the yeah. sad thing is, before he even gets his burgers or Max Beasley's chips, he gets pulled over by the cops. Uh, so they take him into custody. He, Claude, actually, because yeah. I think Claude's a nice bloke. I mean, he's obviously yeah. made some mistakes in his time, like heroin no, and crime. A, he's a good guy, I think. Um, but he, he <laughs> gets on with... Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he seems to be getting on with the two officers, which is good. But then Max Beasley turns up uh, and just starts being a dick, quite frankly. Probably because he's named Seal in the show. So yeah, he's like, fair, got so much residual anger If I'd been decision. named Seal, I just would have changed my name by Depot. Lucy. What I thought that? was funny about this is you just had a scene... Where they were sitting on like the porch, which is such an American thing to do, by the way, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're having this conversation, and he's like, "Oh, so how's the anger management classes going?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> oh they really helped me actually. I'm going to sign up for some more." And then cut to literally two minutes later, he comes in and gets tasered in. Where a are my fries? Like, <laughs> you said you were going. I wanted King. large fries. <laughs> I wanted those shit chips. From Burger King. <laughs> 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 Um, but don't worry, even though they both get locked up, uh, our team of intrepid investigators arrives to save the day because they were the ones that got him detained so that they could keep him away and prove where he was when El Cucho committed uh, crimes as him. I love that the police was just like, yeah, we don't know what we're holding him for. We were just told to by a disembodied voice. Yeah, and and then just tasered a bloke. Yeah. Like, at that, at that point, I mean, come on, guys. Oh, Tennessee. Oh, Cecil. Is that a real place, guys, Cecil, Tennessee? No, it's not. It's not oh. a real place. I'm only, well, I would no normally call it Cecil. There's no place called Cecil, but there's no Cecil, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, don't Duh. argue with geography, Men. boy. How do you not know Anyone that? from Tennessee, um, you can write into us at fancriticalpodcast.gmail.com no. and let Gareth know he's incorrect. <laughs> I think, here's the thing, they, 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 didn't, they wouldn't want to do that because then you'd get loads of... Stephen King fanatics rocking up at this little village called Cecil. Oh, being like, what a nightmare. I want to see the caves. What a nightmare. And it would have been flooded. With... Oh, I bet they hate that extra tourism, Gareth. <laughs> I bet they hate it. Yeah, all that money and jobs. <laughs> Shit. They don't Burger exist, King would love so... it if they jumped up some business. Especially I'll have fucking the seal Max fries. <laughs> <laughs> the Claude Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> sounds dirty and I don't know why um, so our gang rescue the Bolton brothers and uh, they all head back to Seal's house I can't keep calling them Max Just Beasley Max, they all head back to Beasley's house um, and tell them what's going Bezo. on like so yeah. they're like okay there's this mental disembodied Creature. spirit thing that eats kids and also steals your body and murders children because he's horrible um, Claude's like huh what and then he goes well I mean that does make sense doesn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah and they uh, immediately believed it. Now you just say like, it. They were just, but they you know what? Maybe like, I was like Beasley's. Maybe hate he's been this. going yeah. through so and much. Out of nowhere, he's just like, <sighs> "This is that's me doing the impression of him smoking." 
and then he was like, well, I only got that couch out there on the porch. I don't know where the rest of y'all are going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's your only issue. I know. Where there's enough room and for also, him to stay. And also, how Claude's like, what the heck are you talking about? I suppose that makes some sense. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's yeah. even tried to persuade him any further. Yeah. It's just I mean, immediately bought Let's into be it. honest, I don't think the Boltons are the brightest sparks in the box. So, you know. And we've had seven episodes of Ralph just not being convinced. So yeah. I'm quite happy to see someone go, actually, yeah. I'm accepting of Claude's acceptances here. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fine. Um, no, I however, need three episodes of stubbornness. <laughs> I'm very, very, very upset that Eunice has to sleep in his car. I don't know why he couldn't have slept in the chair. That he was going to die. Yeah, weird. Um, but they stay there because if anything happens, it happens, right? Uh, so Ralph goes out for a fag. Um, he's just taken up smoking again. Weak, quite frankly. <laughs> Weak. Uh, Holly goes out and uh, basically says, I'm worried you're going to fuck this up, mate, because you still don't believe what's going on and uh, you're going to get in the way and it's all going to go to shit. We're she all going to die. She goes, believed it just like that. What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, come on. Can't they write your script better, Ralph? But <laughs> um, Ralph says something quite interesting, actually, and I quite like this. So he says, can you can you respect the fact that I'm trying to get there at my own pace? No, it's boring. I mean, Speed up. <laughs> yes, but we've been saying that for three episodes. So now I've got yeah. to respect Ralph because he is speeding it. up. Um, but I, I think it's a good point. And now that uh, I suppose that the contrived uh, kind of plot of this is that they've had their little moment in the car about coincidences. So now she'll allow him to take his own time. But obviously this is the episode of, oh my God, I believe. Um, I b- Before we move on to the Festival of Caves or Cave Stock. So it's fucking called. weird. Cave, cave Stock. Stock. I mean, I know you guys love I that festival, would... but what sort of a fucking festival well, is that? Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, it's to- like... The, the the actual sort of cinematography of it's quite good, yeah. But what the fuck is that? Can I just I ask you'd a question? Like it, Gaz, do you like it, Gaz? Because it's quite geographical. Yeah, but it's also <laughs> it's garbage. Do you reckon they were in the writers' room? They're in the writers' room and they're like, oh, so this kid loves um, this thing called the Sabretooth Caves, and then they're like, why? Why would they be going to this town for the caves? What if? It's cave stock. Cave stock. <laughs> I was just like, what the... <laughs> well, wait wait a minute, you mean like Woodstock? But with caves. Let's let's talk about this set of scenes. I'm, I'm going to give you a nice little succinct narrative and then we can really rip it to pieces if you want. Uh, so a family arrive in their RV, which is like a shit RV, quite frankly, to a festival of caves, literally called cave stock. So that night, there's a cave festival, and we've got music, we've got carnival games, and we've got people walking around in creepy animal masks. Why? And no, Why no caves. It's like a furry convention. <laughs> nobody yeah. going to a cave. There's zero caves. No, I think that's daytime work. Work. Daytime activities. When you ask a question about the caves, they just go, don't know, there's loads of caves. Yeah, it's like 100. Okay. Uh, I thought this was cave stock. So the little boys Well, there's like over 30 <laughs> caves here. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> okay, there's 100 caves. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the son of the family, who's wearing a bear mask that I thought made him look like some kind of dark version of Ted, uh, he goes to look at the map of the caves because he fucking loves these caves, right? So he is then approached by some bloke in a fox mask. This bloke drops a load of cave knowledge on him and he's like, oh yeah, I want to see the cave where the bears used to scratch their claws on the ceiling. Let's just walk off at nine o'clock at night together. Don't worry. Why has he been left unattended? Right. A, A, bad parenting. B, thank God for his sister who's flirting with some geeky looking teenagers and she's like, oi, what's this dude doing taking my kid away? My kid, my brother away. My kid brother. Well, Um, luckily, 
luckily as well, the two of them are wearing masks that nobody else in this fucking cave stock <laughs> festival seems to be wearing. Like, there's nobody wearing anything like it. So one of the the little nerdy kids that his sister's flirting with is like, Hey, hey, look at that cool mask over there. It's true. And then she's like, what? It's not even that cool. Um, but the um, ferocious Mr. Fox is uh, then tackled to the ground by a group of festival goers. Yes. and satisfying that. The dad-granddad. Um, granddad. And they manage to rip off his mask and you can hear pictures being taken. I've got a serious question about this. And my question is this. Who has their phone on loud that makes a noise when they take a fucking picture? Holly, in that episode when she was... Holly, what is wrong with these people? Horrible. <laughs> 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 Surreptitious Sneaking photos. up on some guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. get a shot of his neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without him knowing. Yeah. Um, um, right, hit me. Thoughts, everyone. This is a big scene. All right, those masks are fucking cool, actually. Yeah, they are good. I, I got, like, sort of Wicker Man vibes. Yeah, like, as in original Stephen Wicker King Man. likes his masks. Remember Castle Rock with the weird, creepy yeah, I was kids thinking in of season that one? Yes, that's good. With the animal masks, yeah. animal court. Um I thought it, I thought it looked cool. It was kind of creepy. This, I mean, I hate the cave stock thing. I hate the fact that it's called cave I stock. Love cave stock. I hate I'm the fact going. there's a hundred caves in an area. Um, <laughs> just annoys me. What, I'm going to go with Acadia. They're in like a forest area. Where are these caves? Hundreds of them. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, if for, there's if there's one cave, there's probably a lot because the yeah, it's probably limestone sort of rock. Oh, here it comes there. geography man You've again. Got, Rivers that have gone through millions of years. Fine. That makes sense. Hey, I've, okay, got let's eight, say I've got a GCSE maximum. There's fifty caves. Let's geology. let's not be yeah. ambitious. Um, but this was creepy, and you know, I was saying this when this was going on. This kid has not been taught anything. You don't just go off of a guy to Bear Cave, like Bear Claw Cave. <laughs> a guy wearing fucking, the most terrifying yeah, mask. And you don't like, leave your I'll show you if you like. Everyone's at <laughs> okay. You don't know where he uh, is, and you well, gee, Mister, that would be there. swell. <laughs> yeah man show me where those 16 feet tall bears scratch yeah. the ceiling yeah I mean Makes he's a so bit sense. silly but I do think the parents like it's so busy you, they don't even seem like oh where's he got to they've, they've... No. just talking about how At nerdy this... he is and how much yeah. they hate it it's like, oh, I yeah. do, I'm fond he of is a nerd. <laughs> he's a bit nerdy he's like you just got an interest, Grandpa. You're rude. Yeah. I don't yeah. think this is Grandpa. I think it's but his why would dad. you say? Jesus you know I'm Christ. fond of my son, but uh, he's a bit of a geek. Like, no, I just think this is Grandpa. He's old. Well, it doesn't mean that he the can't still be virile. I don't want to think about that. I'm talking about hair colour. Maybe they're adopted. Maybe they're adopted. Or maybe they've just prematurely aged because the son is a bit nerdy and he loves I cakes. I they are Grandpa. just seems like unnecessarily confusing casting, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, but maybe they want us to be challenged, Gareth. They're challenging these. It, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the listeners are, are riveted right now by us debating whether they are grandparents or parents. The whole really episode hinges the on this, okay? this podcast. Right. Well, I'll this tell you what. The outsider's fault. I'll take control again, shall I? Yes. Uh, yes. So Ralph wakes up in the middle of the night after all this has happened by a sound that seems to coincide with some dream that he was having. Who knows? We're not inside his head. Uh, he gets up and he's also discovered that Claude is awake. And Claude is in his pants and a like a string vest or something, banging around opening doors like he's completely fucking paranoid. Um and it's it's very it's very weird and very yeah. odd. Um yeah. I don't know what I feel about this. I thought it might be the outsider. 
Oh, maybe. It's, just, wasn't it's just the idea that it's inside his head, it's inside his psyche. Like, we know this creature gets inside his psyche. Um, and he's still transforming. Like, he still needs information of Claude to... So he's to, in his head, yeah. So to, to become Claude, you know, he's still, like, a day or two away. Mm. He's still getting little bits of information from yeah, his memory. Yeah, but he memory. jumped the gun too soon trying to nick the kid, didn't he? Desperate. Well, he's desperate. He's desperate, like, like, like day uh, good old Holly said. Yeah. So, um, I liked it. Speaking of strange surprises, uh, Max Beasley appears and uh, takes a photo of Ralph while he's sleeping with the oldest camera with the biggest flash I've ever... Found. That thing must be vintage. Um, and probably yeah. worth a lot of money, to be honest. Mm. Um, so, is this photo going to be useful? I reckon, like, El Cuco is going to be in the background or something. Ooh. Oh, that's no. Um, oh, well, Max Beasley's excuse is that he's never had a, he's had lots of cops in his house, but no one's ever stayed the night, so he had to document it. I also just think he's a bit fucking mental because his name's Seal. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna die. He'll die. Andy'll die. Uh, Jack's definitely gonna die. Oh, every, everyone's gonna Holly, die. Holly will be mortally injured, but somehow survive. Mortally yeah. wounded, but saved by. When Faith. Eunice went off, because he was Eunice like, I need die. to go off nah, somewhere. Can't have that I many deaths. Was gonna get killed. No, nah, I just went to church. <laughs> Thank God. I love it. You so, just rattled off like six, but if I give one more, nope, too many. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, silly. So speaking of Eunice, he is woken up the next morning uh, by Howie and Alec. So Alec has decided that you know, even though he's got this terrible feeling that everything's going to go wrong, it is Alec. Obviously, uh, he can't stand back and let it happen. So the two of them are trekked up there. They felt guilty to come along um, uh, for not coming along. And, uh, you know, Alec mentions about getting that kind of taste of copper in his mouth before battle yeah, and war and that kind of stuff. But it, Alex but I know die. what he means. He'll save someone. Um, Adrenaline. And everyone sort of starts getting ready in the morning. You've got Holly and Andy curled up on the sofa waking up or looking Quite all cute. cute. It is cute. Um, and then two police officers turn up looking for Claude. Uh, so very luckily, house was full of police and investigators and security guards you know and only only one other criminal um that the convouch that claude was there the entire evening but then our new officers officer cecil and officer bessel uh show them a video of the man at Cavestock having his mask ripped off, mm. having tried to abduct a child. And whose face is that? It's fucking Claude. Mel- melty Claude. Melty Claude. Slightly melted Claude. Yeah, slightly melted sort Claude. of like ha- overhanging over one side. I mean, he's just been impatient, isn't he? It's um, good though, because it doesn't. It looks like him, but it's not exactly yeah. him. So you can, they, hopefully they'll be able to make a case for but that. But this is finally, possibly four episodes too late, the moment where Ralph goes... Oh fuck! This shit's real, isn't it? And he read, and he knows it is. He, he absolutely knows he is. Ralph, but he, he gives a little end. nod. Ralph. But the he difference gives a little is, nod at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the difference is, is that Ralph has physically been with Claude, so he knows he cannot have done this. Whereas he didn't. He wasn't with Terry one way or the other mm. in that. Um, Gaz, what do you think about this final or penultimate moment of the episode uh, of Ralph finally becoming a believer? believer it was done really well the um the the music um yeah it was interesting it was yeah. like yeah it, it was, was like country pop country or yeah something. it mm. was weird i was like what's this weird upbeat music but about? it sort of it sort of put you on edge a little bit yeah. and it was like it was like it was quite loud like, oh almost like too it's loud it's probably some I kind of Appalachian ballad 
Mm. I love the way now the detectives just stroll up with an iPad as well. Like, oh, yeah, just in case before I arrest you, I want to show you why I'm arresting you. <laughs> yeah, just in case you were going to ask. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think, I can't remember who said it, but it's, it's great that it's sort of like, that it is half naughty. So it's like, this does look like him, but not quite. And mm. so nice. that'll be, yeah, that's that's enough to get everyone on board. Because there, there was a chance, like, they were all asleep. They could have had yeah. could could have snuck, out. snuck out and yeah. tried also, to steal a kid. And it then didn't come happen back. in the middle of the night, though, did it? No, no, no. It didn't happen at like nine pm or something. Or you know, the kids were still awake, so and still open to roaming caves. <laughs> yeah, but these <laughs> grandparents are. These parents are very. His grandparent parents. So yeah. it could have been. Oh, they just want to get rid of him anyway. He's a nerd, mate. Get rid of him. <laughs> oh, get rid of the nerd, nerd one. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I think they did a fantastic job of this. I mean, you're right, Gaz, about the music and Lucy, you said about the atmosphere it created. It was almost too loud. It was like it was kind of in your face a bit. Yeah, um, and I, Ben Mendelsohn nailed it. I just, and I don't, I'm not having a go at him at all because he's brilliant. Um, unfortunately, uh, this just hasn't got there as soon as it would. But I'm excited. I'm excited now for the last two episodes. We closed this episode with um, a really horrible shot of El Cucho slash half-melty Claude sitting in a cave, probably that one with the bears in it, uh, and very, very aggressively devouring the remains Mm. of a deer. I think we've missed the bit where he's with Jack and he's making those horrible noises. (laughs) No, he's like, it's almost like... You know, Velociraptors in um, Jurassic Park. Yeah. That kind of, well, well, like horrible, like I, barking. I, I personally don't like it. I personally... I agree. I, don't, I personally feel... Oh, yeah, I thought it was feel, really scary. I feel no, like my much. imagination of what this thing turns into and eats like is yeah. actually worse than what they are portraying. Like when we saw in episode four when Holly was looking on the internet and there's a fucking like Lovecraftian creatures, mm. and my thought of that sort of thing is far more disturbing to me than this, like, essentially, I felt they just recorded a lion eating in a zoo. I quite liked it. Uh, It was just a bit more, I don't need to see that. I especially liked the first time that we saw it, where he threw a bit of meat at Jack. The noise he was making then, it was really disturbing. I I, I thought it was a great way to end it, and I'm really, really intrigued to see what happens in next week's episode. Um, Any other comments from the team on this episode before we move over to King Corner? Nope, um, all good no, for me. I think so. Just excited for the next two episodes, to be honest with you. Let's Woo-hoo. get in the corner. Let's get in the corner. I'm innocent, Red. Just like everybody else here. The house is burning. Hi, Georgie. I'm afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat. Red rum! Red rum! King Corner time. Uh, as I'm sure anyone who's been listening to the series will know, uh, I've run out of uh, Easter eggs because there aren't any. Um, well, apart from the little one we mentioned from Castle Rock with the uh, animal masks. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, see. There you go. Yeah. So we've got a nice one. Bye well bye. done, Len. Thank you very much. Is it Len? Gaz? Who knows? One of the lads. Um, <clears throat> me. But yeah. So I'm going to talk. I said it was like the Wicker Man. Yes, and also you are very correct. The feeling of it was very similar. Uh, so I'm going to talk about book differences, and I've got a handful here. So uh, the caves, not cave stock, that's that's not a thing. 
Um, but the caves are quite an interesting addition because the final showdown in the book takes place in an old mining area, uh, which has a lot of underground caverns and so on. It's just uh, like it, just like it, basically. Well, you know, I've never been able to finish it or ever watched any of the films. Yeah, well, that's crazy. But it's just like it. It's you know, it it goes to its layer. Well, that's nice. So we have layer. nice homage to both the book and it. Good. Um, I don't remember seeing Claude's brother in the book at all, and I'm pretty certain he's not in it. Uh, but it did make me laugh. I was like, that's fucking Max Beasley. What's going on here? I know. Uh, does anybody know where Max Beasley is originally from? He's Man- Clue. Manchester. It is. To well, actually, he's from Manchester. a weird little village called out, Burnage. He used to go out with Scary Spice, Mel B. Did he? Yep. Two, two British good. actors playing two Tennessee yeah. brothers. Yes. Yeah, it's quite funny. Look at them yeah. now. And he spent about six years doing adverts for job site. He's so, done well yeah. to get in this. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah, Max yeah, Beasley. Yeah, me too. Um, so one thing that the show has done that the book doesn't do, which is quite clever, is they have made sure that they have eyes on Claude for proof. We don't get this in the book. And like visually and kind of plot-wise in a show, it makes much more sense to do that. And I think they've done a really good job of pulling that in. This episode, you know, I gave this episode five blueberries because... It shocked me. It kept me gripped. Um, but also part of that is the decision to put themselves in kind of the face of danger, if that makes mm. sense. They seem more concerned about preventing um, wrongful accusation of Claude than they do preventing El Cucho to kill a child. Yeah, yeah I actually thought that the whole way through the episode. I was like, surely their priority is not to let a child die. It seems like they're waiting around for a child to die. They are, but how yeah. are they going to stop it? They don't They don't Find know Jack. who or where or what. I know, I agree with that, but at the same time, I'd, I'd love that moral dilemma or someone, just a line in the whole thing yeah. to go, look, I get that we need to watch this guy, but shouldn't we be trying to save yeah, this kid? it should kid? be acknowledged. Yeah. And then Cynthia would say something like brutal, which is just the way she might deliver it, which is like, uh, but we don't know where that's going to happen. The only thing we can be certain of is where Claude is. Well, the only thing yeah. that they can control in this entire scenario is Claude. It's not El Cucho. They can't control Jack. They can't control him. They don't know where they are, so they don't know what to do with it. And I think, you know, it is a good point that they clearly don't give a shit about kids no, going. they I don't mean, seem to care. You know, it's all fine. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I'm not going to list all of the things that don't happen um, in the book that have happened in the show because that's far too much fucking effort and far too much to waffle on. Um, but actually, I don't think we're going in a bad direction for our last few episodes. I think there will be some really good uh, homages to the story itself. Well, definitely, we've got we've a good definitely setting. boosted up, I think. Yeah, we're going in the right direction. Definitely. We are going in the right direction. Uh, speaking of directions, shall we? Uh, shall I pass over to you, Len? And I, I've written here for a bit of alliteration. Should we go to Feedback Fountain Ooh, for some listener feedback? Knowledge. Uh, yeah. doesn't, doesn't work. Mm. Why don't we just introduce that on episode eight of a ten-episode run? But <laughs> okay, I like the I like the idea. I took Welcome some time to, to make up some jokes today. Well, so. grab a cup, uh, fill it up from the fountain, and drinketh what I giveth you, or you provideth with us, because this is the feedback <laughs> section from you, the listeners. Um, <laughs> Uh, you, you, you can email in at, at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com it will be in the show notes as well that's fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts as lovely amounts of you have done this season and we have some lovely feedback right now Gareth um, Ewan Jones has this to say hello gang enjoyed the latest podcast uh, some thoughts so th- this is some thoughts on episode 7 and episode 8 okay right. um, El Cucho seems Patreon, to require by the way everyone yeah well yeah. that's Woo! why 
he gives us some good solid feedback here um so el cucho seems to require a helper while morphing into their next incarnation right now it's jack so i'm wondering who the helper was while it was morphing into el terry do you think Ooh. it could be either the mother or the father of the child that el terry killed also uh, el terry fucking great yeah brilliant. Number one. that's good even darker could it have been the brother Oh yeah, shit! It kind of was oh. the brother in a way because he went a bit rogue, didn't he? Mm. Um, good wow. Question, uh, good question. Very uh, good number question. Number two, Alec told Ralph about a childhood story where he heard something call his name in the woods. Do you no, think that it was Pennywise? It. Since we don't know much of Alec's backstory and that he could have grown up in Derry. Uh, when he told that story, I my first thought was Pennywise. Um, I, I wasn't in the last few podcasts, but when he was saying that, I was like, oh, yeah, he was a kid. He was roaming around the woods. It's, you know, it, it, it was very much could be Pennywise situation. So I really like that shout. Um, number three, maybe Glory freaked out at the house uh, at the house showing couple because she thought she was being recorded again. I got the impression uh, she thought it was a fake pregnancy bump that contained a hidden camera or something. Yeah, I thought that was what she was going about they were have you been watching The Stranger on Netflix I was just going to say this is oh no but I had watched episode one of that and I didn't really enjoy it oh my god you're going to love it no you've got to stick it it's trash oh really it felt very like British trash yeah I wasn't very much into it Uh, but I thought they were recording so I'm going to give you that one uh, he says, says this overall I think the last few episodes have been a bit of a drag and 10 episodes is much too long uh, completely agree with that but yeah. I will stick with mm. it until the end uh, but I'm not holding my breath for a stellar finish also I recommend the latest Stephen King book if you haven't read it and also the new show Lock and Key on Netflix Netflix oh, which is an advertise. adaptation of the comic book series written by Joe Hill who is Stephen King's son uh-huh. um, so yeah a couple things there Emma you read the Stephen King uh, Lock Literally and Key is it now. <laughs> yeah, Lock and Key is something that uh, I have has been on our radar. Um, we didn't feel it warranted any coverage uh, necessarily. Netflix shows are actually very difficult to podcast on, but I'm sure we're all going to watch it in our spare time. Um, uh, on episode eight, he had this to say: "Best episode of the season so far. Terrifying." and five bloobs cheers and looking forward to future podcasts uh so thank you Ewan. thank you very much um i think the girls definitely over there definitely agree that it's the best episode of the season i think it's you know the third or fourth best episode of the season but i think it's a definite improvement um next up we have an email from beth panico who has this to say and this is a question a lot of american listeners might actually be um might actually be asking themselves when they listen to a lot of our coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so especially when uh, me, John and Gareth are on the podcast. And Lucy. And Lucy to an extent. Emma, you, you don't really get involved in this. But what we like to do is is our favourite comedy show in the UK is is The Office. And and Beth's question uh, is this. Yeah. Who is David Brent? He's mentioned a lot in your podcast. <laughs> Brent Meister General. Brent Meister General. Uh, he is, so in America, obviously, you know, The Office, but there is a British version, which is far superior, which is before the American version. Uh, and he is the main character in that, David he's Brent. Steve Carell. He's the Steve Carell in the English. Played by Ricky Gervais. Played by Ricky Gervais. Yeah. It is amazing. If you haven't seen the English version, it's far superior in every way. Uh, only two seasons, so you can get through it very quickly. You must um, mention him a lot for six someone episodes. to write in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we quote him constantly. We quote him constantly. So that's what all the quotes are. That, that sometimes are very British and, 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 and silly. If ever there's a quote, if ever there's something that we've said and you're like, I have no idea what they're It's the office. There. It'll it's be the office. Almost certainly the office. And probably David Brent. Um, and uh, she also says, 
El, El Cucho is Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. So, <laughs> <about> that. <laughs> I like it. It's random, but fun. Um, Renee Fuller has had this to say. Uh, come on, fan critical. This week's episode has to break the no half blueberry rule. Because can't be it, done. It, 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 it no, can't be done. Can't. Uh, Absolutely not. Because it was definitely That's... just shy of a perfect at 4.5. You see, now what you've done there, Renee, is... Broken, broken is, the rules. You've, it's a sign of weakness there because you need to fall down on five or four. Yeah. You know, the and if you feel it's a 4.5, feel free to round it up. Yeah, um, round you cannot, up or down. We will never, and I am stating this now, break the hallowed rule it, of, you know, mate, deci- it's like, decimal, decimal it, points it's, on it's, a thing. It's like saying, oh, come on, let's just break the rule of gravity for today. Like, yeah. it can't be done. It's no. physics. Well, yeah, it is, it's, it's physics. It's just a it's thing. It's immutable. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I think you know this is a it's a philosophical question and and debate that will rage for the ages, really. Mm. But Lucy, Emma, do do you think this was a perfect episode of TV? I don't, no. I don't think you. Do I have think never that. seen no. a perfect episode of no. television. But it's a five five bloop for no. you. And you know that, this is the thing. I don't think five out of five actually has to be perfect. I know mean, no, that sounds mental, doesn't. but no, it doesn't. It doesn't have it to be perfect. It to has to just hit the right notes you. for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, everyone's scale is different so you know Renee if you want to give it a five give it that little bump up and give it that little five yeah. you but know? don't give it a four and it, join it, it's, it's probably a four <laughs> uh, your opinions are never wrong unless you know me and Gareth are always right well unless I'm always right Gareth occasionally right basically Len's always right anyway <laughs> also can Emma explain how it could go uh, how it could so easily kick Jack's ass at his apartment but struggled with the heavy set gentleman um, at the park, uh, I think she means uh, cave stock. Um, it seems like its current stage is farther along than when we saw it as Jack's mother, so it should be even stronger now than it was before. Yeah, Emma. love the show. Um, that's Sorry. called physics. Yeah, once again, physics. Uh, yeah, heavy physics, set man. man. Just you cut just that out of the last episode where I corrected myself yeah. and said physics, yeah. and you cut it out to make me sound like a fucking moron. Wait in that. <laughs> uh, it might have just been because mm. there was something else going on, like a technical issue. I mm. definitely don't edit you to make you sound <laughs> You stupid. 100% do. <laughs> do that don't. yourself. Also, never Jupiter. pull back the curtain, yeah? The listeners don't want to know about editing. They don't want to hear about that. Um, there is no editing. There is no editing. This is definitely, we don't cut anything out. Fact. That was David Brent. Okay, there we go. Now, uh, Todd Bradley is back and he has this to um, say. Hello, Toddy B. Toddy! Um, pros. Uh, love the pace starting to pick up and the hunt for El Cucho beginning. The Jack and El Cucho scenes were very effective and creepy, especially the scene in the car with his hand coming into view. Mm. Yeah, that was good. Uh, those scenes felt unnerving and freaky compared to Jack randomly getting his ass kicked by his dead mother. Correct. Agreed, that was a weird <laughs> yes. scene. Yeah. I think I would have That's preferred funny, hearing more of what El Cucho was saying to him throughout the season. With that said, the show has made up for its lack of development with Jack. Uh, with these last few episodes i think how they're handling his character has been effective the weird foxhead festival was unsettling and the score was top-notch in that moment correct the score all season has been very good and sets the mood perfectly yeah i think the i think they could have done a bit more in the last few episodes with the score um i felt at the start of the season it was definitely extremely effective and i, I thought it was waned a little bit 
but let's bring it back. Mm. Um, I like the Holly and Ralph scene in the car. I see the uh, the complaints that Ralph has, uh, but I think the biggest problem for me has been episodes four to seven, uh, the screeching halt it took with the story. I think the show uh, should have been six to eight episodes instead of ten. The big turning point in the show was always going to be Ralph finally believing the problem was that there was nothing else really happening in episodes five to seven, <laughs> and his denial was the main focus, which I agree at times gets annoying. However, I like how they got to Ralph believing it at the end of this episode i think it sets up the last two episodes perfectly cons i don't have many cons this week and i think they're best episodes since the first two well this one was agreed uh with that said my one is a problem slash question with the claude story how come he seems to be the only one el cucho's victims how comes he seems to be the only one of el cucho's victims that has a sense he is being messed with is this because El Cucho is working faster like Holly said would love to know what you all think um, so Gareth brought this up and, and I and I think it's just because we actually don't have the context of the other ones like El no, Terry don't. which I think was brilliantly nicknamed uh, yeah. earlier on by yeah. Ewan well done, um, yeah. we, we only joined El Terry at the moment of the event um, mm. so we didn't get the build up obviously the other characters they could have mentioned it like the only one that's alive is the, is the woman in Rikers Island yeah. Maria and, and yeah Maria and uh, I just feel like we didn't we, we haven't had that information because none of them are alive and we never saw this build up before I think this is this seems to be what it does this is how it burrows into your but memory never, and it gets like, your info that's that how it gets the case, it Terry would have been like oh I'm feeling a little bit better today or something yeah like, I know like, I know or have... even when he was talking to Ralph He'd be like, I've have felt really weird recently, or something. Yeah, like but then again, he doesn't up. want to incriminate himself. It's a very tricky com- uh, situation, but it makes perfect sense to me. If it inherits the memories and like the, the per- character traits, it has to be there watching them. I you think know, it, it has to be burrowing into their memories. Yeah, and I think I think it does make sense. I think the problem that the show has is that there isn't any canon material to base it on, so they're sort of making their own version of it, which is probably maybe why it's a bit more challenging for it to connect and for there to be consistency, um, because they're not working from something that already exists. Um, but yeah, he, Todd gives it a four blueberry, so he agrees with the correct uh, answer from me and Gareth, and so um, right or wrong, and that that's. Yep, uh, and we're right, and um, that's all the feedback for this week. So, uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail There are two episodes left. We want all of the thoughts and theories that you have. Who is going to die? Who is going to survive? Will El Cucho survive? There's going to be a season two. Everyone, it's very strongly uh, rumored that they are making Actually, a season yeah, two I of this show. That. But it better be based so, on Eunice. Uh, well, you know, I'd quite like it based on like another little demon or something. That'd be quite. Fun, I'd like it, it to be called um, Alec Pelly. But uh, you know, I, yeah. Alec I think Pelly it should just be a I think crime it story. Be Ten episodes of Ralph not believing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The sky's yeah, not true. blue. What are you talking about? I'm not covering that. So it's good that there's going to be a season two, even though I think it's. I don't know how they can do it, but you know, there's always a way. Um, so yeah, that's it for feedback. Thank you, Len. Uh, over to you in the studio. Back to the studio. Back to the studio. Uh, thank you very much, Len. And thank you, everybody who has sent us feedback this week. Uh, we love it. And it's always good to pick up on points that we might not have considered. Uh, so do send us what you think at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us or follow us on social media. We are at fancriticalpod on Twitter, at fan underscore critical on Instagram, and just 
fan critical on Facebook. Uh, we do try to reply to everything that comes through and, uh, and, and read out your feedback when we get on the show. Now, yep. we've got and two episodes left. please do check left. out hosts of Westworld podcast channel. Uh, if you could subscribe to that, that'd be ace. And our new video game podcast, Story Mode, a video game podcast, brought to you by the Fan Critical Podcast Network. Uh, search for that on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you, everybody. Uh, so before we sign off, I'd just like to let you all know that next episode is called Tigers and Bears. We're going back to cave stock. Mm. Yes. Cave stock. Cave stock. Rock and roll. Uh, caves. So think that one over. Uh, over the next six days before the episode comes out and uh, see what you can imagine will come up. But I'd like to say thank you to Lucy. Thank you. Gareth. Thank you. And Len. Thank you. Uh, we've had a great time That's talking weird. about this episode. I can't wait to go to Cave Stock and we'll see you all next week. See you there. See you later. Bye. Hey, I'm after Burger King. Hey, Get in the fries. Give us some fries, man. Yeah.